Let the fight begin! Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to It's Real to Us, the wrestling podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode one of It's Real to Us, a wrestling podcast focused on recapping and discussing weekly WWE and AEW shows. I'm Anthony Paziello, joined by Nate Diggity Dog Rossi. Woof, 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 woof. And Tony, the father, Passiello. Uh, I don't remember eating that. <laughs> we're going to be your host for about, I don't know, the next hour or so. And during that time, we're going to discuss everything that happened on the November 10th, 2023 edition of Friday Night SmackDown. Not only was there a ton of fallout from Crown Jewel, but we also got an idea of what we can expect heading into Survivor Series in just two short weeks. But before we get into all of that, first... I wanted to start with the hottest, juiciest rumor in the wrestling world today. The speculation of CM Punk making his return to WWE for the first time in nine years is growing more and more with each passing day. So, with Survivor Series being in CM Punk's hometown of Chicago, what do you guys think the chances are that CM Punk makes his return to WWE at Survivor Series? Well, Tony, I've been calling this for months now. Um, I think when they met... They had an agreement, but not an agreement, uh, that he's going to debut at Survivor Series. They put all these rumors out that there's no way it's going to happen, no way it's going to happen, and he is going to be at Survivor Series in Chicago, Illinois, his hometown. When you say Tony, are you talking to me or are you talking to those talking fathers? to both both of you, Tony. Okay. You're both Tonys. So, so, it's, so it's Tonys. Tonys. Okay. Tonys. Go ahead, Dad. <laughs> The fact that Mr. Brooks is in his hometown of Chicago and Vince McMahon is kind of not going to be involved as much as he used to be, I think it's a perfect fit for him to be there. I think it makes sense. I am uh, a bit pessimistic. I don't want to get my hopes up. This is a guy that was my favorite wrestler growing up. I remember his 2014 championship run. Pipe bomb. The pipe bomb. There's so many different memories you can recall from CM Punk. But it, it just it feels like so much time has passed, and it's just a different WWE landscape than when he was previously in it. Well, that's why I think he'd be a part-timer for them. He'd come once a daisy, you know, Mania, Survivor Series, maybe uh, SummerSlam. At 45 years old, at the most, he's going to be there six months. He's filling the void that they lost with Edge. That's what I believe. I think he's only there short term. There's too much bad blood backstage with a lot of wrestlers. CM Punk's window of opportunity is closing. It's going to be a short stint. He's going to open it in his hometown, and he'll be gone in six months. Six months, you're calling it. So hypothetically, Adam Copeland, formerly known as Edge, is in AEW. Okay, now we have... Uh, CM Punk back in WWE. If there was a trade of sorts, who wins that trade? AEW or WWE? Definitely AEW. Edge is loved. People love Edge. People don't love CM Punk? You're crazy. There are so many people out there that are calling for CM Punk to be back in WWE. Wait a minute. So are you saying that WWE would win the trade? Short term, yes. Long term, no. Okay. All right. That's, that's fair enough. CM Punk has to come back as a heel. If he comes back as a heel, could be really good. But if he comes back as a face, no way. That's an interesting point. I, I, like, I like that point. I think you're right about that, too. Come back as a heel in Chicago, his hometown. He'll still be loved, but he'll be booed. 
and it would help everybody backstage too who hates him since he's a heel. I disagree. Really? I, I like that idea of playing in the personality pers uh, persona of like the real stuff that's going on. Okay, here, here's why I disagree. There are only so many credible baby faces left on the WWE roster that Roman Reigns has not yet fought for a championship match. We have so much time between now and WrestleMania when Roman Reigns, rumored, allegedly, may lose the championship. I, don't, I, don't, I mean, if he doesn't, he's never losing it. Let's be real he might, here. He, yeah, he's <laughs> not losing it to CM Punk. No, he might not lose the championship ever. But if he does lose it, it's going to be at WrestleMania. So well, what I'm getting at is that WWE needs to line up credible challengers from now until then. That's what they did with LA Knight. That's what they're probably going to continue to do with LA Knight. Yeah. So... I think he has to come back as a face because you, like I said, only have so many people who can go up against Roman Reigns. I, I think him as a heel to bring in the, the real stuff in the world about locker room stuff, I think that would be great to work with. I, I think that would be cool. But I, I get your point, but who says he's going to be challenging Roman Reigns? You want him to challenge Roman Reigns for the, the title? The story writes itself. Roman Reigns debuted a part of The Shield. The Shield were hired as armed security by Paul Heyman for CM Punk to take out John Cena and Ryback. So it's kind of a whole full circle moment if you think about it, in my opinion. So I want him to be a face. You guys want him to be a heel. That's fine. Here's the real question. Is it a good idea for WWE to do this? We, we know all the issues he's had previously with WWE, and we know all the issues he's caused in the AEW locker room. So is this a good idea? For money, yes. You kidding me? The eyeballs that you would get at Survivor Series and then... Throughout what's going on with CM Punk, I think it's a home run for WWE. But that's why I think it should be short term. It shouldn't be long. Different dynamics now with Endeavor versus Vince in charge 100%. So I think they bring him back and they'll get a boost. They definitely will. And it's not going to hurt them long, you know, long term because he's not going to be there. And if he does cause bad blood backstage, he'll be gone anyway in six months. That's how I feel. Okay, well, I guess uh, there's nothing you know to do now but wait and see, right? So we're going to wait. Two weeks, Chicago. Maybe there's a cult of personality. Who knows? I, I would love that. All right, but for now, let's take a little break, and we will be back with a Friday night SmackDown recap. Don't go anywhere. What's going on, you guys? Let's face it. With the cost of living so high, it's nice to kick back, relax, and enjoy an affordable meal. I'm talking about sandwiches. I like my sandwiches with grilled chicken, lettuce, tomato, onions, ranch, and hot sauce. It's sweet and spicy in just the way, uh-huh, 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 I like it. And here's the best part. You can put whatever you want on your sandwich. Whether it's for dinner, lunch, or heck, even breakfast, we won't judge you if you don't judge us. So go ahead and send us your favorite or most crazy sandwich on X, formerly known as Twitter, at It's Real to Us, and we'll post our favorite one of the week. Also, if anyone listening makes sandwiches for a living and you'd like to sponsor the show, please, please reach out to us. As of this recording, we have no sponsors and are borderline desperate. You can even pay us in sandwiches if you'd like. So once again, we are desperate and we will take any type of sponsorship we can get. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, Friday Night SmackDown, and specifically, it's the November 10th, 2023 edition from Columbus, Ohio, in the Nationwide Arena. Have either one of you ever been to Columbus, Ohio? Yes, I have. Oh, yeah? Would you like to share your experience? I drove through. Yeah, I drove through, too. We actually drove through together. I yeah, I stopped. I think I, think I, went, I think I got something to eat. Yeah, did we get a Cracker Barrel in Columbus, Ohio? I think it might have been there. I don't know if it was in Columbus. It might have been. It was close. 
I love Cracker Barrel. Yeah, Cracker Barrel is great. Cracker so Barrel. good. If you'll sponsor us, please. Oh, we'll, Cracker Barrel would be a great sponsor. It would be. Never had Cracker Barrel. You never had Cracker Barrel? I think when we were driving through, through Florida, going to Florida from here, I think we might have ate there. This is my idea. You gotta get Cracker Barrel. No. But <laughs> we make a video of us driving to a Cracker Barrel in Columbus, Ohio. Then we send the video to Cracker Barrel, and we try to get them to sponsor us. I love it. Right? Great idea. Let's do it. Let's it's do it. It's close right? to Cracker Barrel. I understand. Well, yeah, I guess maybe we don't need to go to this Columbus, It's expensive. <laughs> That's a good point, Tony. Yeah, we don't need to it's go to Cracker Columbus. Barrel's in Jersey. All right, so we won't go to the one in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> anyway, um, for those of you in Columbus, Ohio, if there's a reason for us to you know, come out and visit, maybe there's a great Cracker Barrel out there that you think that we'd really enjoy. Send us a uh, message on x at it's real to us or you can reach us on instagram at the same handle so how do we transition now into the show click it let's go talk about smackdown baby friday night smackdown recap on the heels of logan paul using brass knuckles to defeat Rey mysterio for the united states title at crown jewel this past week mysterio alongside santos escobar joaquin wilde Cruz Del Toro and Zelina Vega of the LWO kicked off Friday Night SmackDown. Ray called out Logan Paul for cheating and promised to reclaim the U.S. title. Now, this prompted Carlito to come out and tell Rey Mysterio that instead of blaming Logan Paul, he should be blaming Santos Escobar. Santos, frustrated by Carlito's accusations, decided to make his way to the back where he didn't have to answer anyone's questions. He was soon followed by Rey Mysterio and Zelina Vega. Next, Carlito had to shift his attention because for the first time in over... Oh, I don't know, 15 years? Carlito had his first singles match on SmackDown. Ironically enough, it was against a familiar foe who he fought on SmackDown years and years ago. And that's Bobby Lashley. After the Street Profits were able to take out Wild and Toro, Santos Escobar made his way back down to the ring. That didn't stop Bobby Lashley from picking up the win thanks to interference from Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins. Now, the match was all right, but the angle following the match is what is going to have everyone talking. Ray, frustrated with Santos, decided to shove his protege. And from there, while Ray was attending to an injured Carlito, Escobar finally turned heel and attacked the leader of the LWO. Yippee! I've been waiting for this for months! It finally happened! I'm so happy! There's a lot to unpack here, and the question really becomes is where do you see Ray Mysterio and Santos Escobar going in terms of like their feud? Where... Like, what happens next? Oh, I mean, they're definitely going to have a match at Survivor Series. I think that's going to happen. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the LWO. Uh, are they going to split up? Are they all going to stick with Ray? Is it all, everyone against Santos? Like, what's going to happen? It's going to be very interesting. Ray did the same thing with Dominic. It's time to pass the torch. He's holding Escobar back like he held his son back, Dominic. Look where Dominic is now. Champion, he, he's doing great, but it's time for the new blood. So wait, are you it's Escobar's time to step up. Are you saying that Ray needs to be done forever? Is that is that what you're Absolutely saying? Absolutely not. But he needs to know his place, and it's time to not be the front person anymore. You got younger guys, strong guys, guys that they want to expand, and he's holding them back. I don't know if he's holding them back. I think he's bringing them up while simultaneously getting ready to pass them the torch. But he never passes it. He did pass it. Oh. I mean, I guess he beat Dominic. You can't keep people around you and keep them down. Escobar's time But is you're now. saying that he brought them down. He really didn't. He brought credibility to the group. And let's talk about Carlito. He looked incredible. 15 years, haven't seen him. And 
What about his hair? My God, I love it. That's uh, a great point. He did look really good. He's going to be around for a while. He signed to a contract, but he's been around. He was at Backlash, and he's he's been back full-time now for a month. So you will be seeing a lot of Carlito. But here's what I think is going to happen. Battle lines have now been drawn. Santos is on his own. Ray has got the entire LWO on his side right now. Will it? Stay like that? I don't know. But for now, let's move on. We're going to be talking next about Bailey addressing damage control. See a crown jewel. Kyrie Sane returned to WWE to help EO Sky retain the WWE Women's Championship. Now, this concerned Bailey because three years ago, the last time we saw Kyrie Sane in WWE, she was attacked and injured by Bailey. So, as the leader of damage control, Bailey wanted to know what's up, guys? What's going on? Io and Dakota simply said that Kyrie Sane's presence makes the group stronger. So after the Sky Pirate said that she respected and forgave Bailey, Damage Control hugged it out and appeared stronger than ever. This prompted Asuka, Charlotte Flair, and Bianca Belair to come out and challenge Damage Control to a six-woman tag team match in the main event. Now, we'll get to that match a little later on, and more importantly, everything that happened after that match. But for right now, I want to talk about Bailey and Kyrie Sane. Do you guys think that they can coexist? And more importantly, do you guys think that this is the beginning of the end as Bailey's time as the leader of Damage Control? Bailey has to be extremely careful she doesn't become edge from Judgment Day. Right now, she is on a cusp of being eliminated and being kicked out of Damage Control that she started. She's got to be very careful because there's too much bad blood there right now. Love the take. I see the similarities, but... I do think Damage Control needs Bailey right now just for the numbers game to take over the SmackDown roster. Plus, you got War Games coming up. You're going to need bodies in that cage. Dakota Kai still got an injured knee. Yeah, I think uh, I think Bailey's going to be all right. I think Bailey's brought so much to the table. I mean, no one knew who these people kind of were. And then Bailey takes them in, Damage Control. They win the money in the bank. You're talking about EO, yeah. Yeah, EO. Since EO aligned herself with yeah, Bailey, yeah, yeah, she's yeah, become. Miss Money in the Bank, Women's yeah. Champion, Women's Tag Team Champion. The reason she's champ, I, I, it's because of Bailey. No, it's not. It's because EO Sky is incredible. No, that's the problem with Damage Control. Hold but, on, no, no, let me say something. That's the problem with Damage Control right now. Bailey is so insecure because she knows and understands that EO is going. So to, you think EO let did me this finish by my goddamn point? No, because you're Shut wrong. Shut up and let me finish my point. Body slam him. Bailey is very insecure and understands that EO could be running Damage Control. EO might already be running damage control, as we've seen with Kyrie Sane coming in. Bailey feels the fingertips slipping on her control of damage control, pun not intended. We're going to talk about the main event a little later on, but for now, we're going to move to Dragon Lee versus Cedric Alexander. So this was a rematch from a couple of weeks ago. It was a highly competitive and physical spot fest of a match. Big move after big move. WWE really gave these guys a lot of time to work with, and... In my opinion, it paid off. It was a fantastic match. Lee picked up the win. He's 2-0 now against Cedric Alexander. And my question for you guys is, what did you think of the match? And where do you see both of these superstars going forward? I think it could have been the best match of the night. I, I really enjoyed it. I didn't think it was going to be this entertaining. And I was very surprised. I think that's probably the main reason I put it as one of my favorite matches of the night there. Uh, but it was nice to see that they let him work. Uh, I think... Dragon Lee is going to be a problem. I think I could see this guy maybe, you know, going 
going for a run at like a mid-card type of belt. And I think this could propel Cedric as well because we really haven't seen much of Cedric that much. Yeah, it was a good opportunity to let Cedric shine and maybe it leads to more opportunities from him going forward. I'm going to be perfectly honest. Chinese food got the live and I didn't see the match. Uh, yeah, but you, you should have watched the match because yeah. it, it was really good. Yeah, you really should go watch the match. Shrimp and lobster sauce was incredible. <laughs> I mean, shrimp and lobster sauce is great. After hearing Nate and I talk about it, are you more inclined to go watch the match? Or are you yes, I'm going to check it out as soon as I'm done if, after lunch. Okay, great. <laughs> great. I'm hungry. What do you got lined up for lunch? Um, I don't know. Hopefully, Franco's Pizzeria is going to deliver and it can be a sponsor. Okay, Franco's Pizzeria. Maybe you guys will deliver. We are uh, going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with the rest of SmackDown. What's going on, you guys? Today's episode is brought to you by Napping. If you're tired of dealing with the day-to-day -day grind, say f*** it and hit the snooze button. Napping is a great way to avoid your problems and dream about the life you wish you had instead. Whether you don't want to go to work, forgot to do an assignment, or are just feeling like blowing off plans, napping is always an option. Who wants to work a 9-to-5 when you can be drinking an ice-cold beverage on the beach in your dreams? And here's the best part. If you struggle napping... There are so many different types of sleeping pills you can take that will knock you right out. We won't mention any specific brands until a very expensive and very lucrative business partner gets back to us with a contract. So, until then, if you don't want to deal with anything, try napping. But before you jump into bed, you're going to want to finish this episode. So, let's get back to the show. We're back and we're talking about LA Night. Yeah. 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 Let me talk to you. LA Knight is coming off the biggest match of his career at Crown Jewel, he right? He was robbed. It was ridiculous. Yes, LA Knight did not win at Crown Jewel, but instead of being defeated and going to the back of the line, the megastar was at the front of the line saying that he's not done with the bloodline. He's not done with Roman Reigns, and he's not done with Jimmy Uso. So to that, Grayson Waller came out and said, mate, you're just not as good as Roman Reigns, and you don't deserve to be in the ring with him. And the two verbally went back and forth for a little bit, and then we had a match. Waller and Knight, who worked previously in NXT a lot together, really familiar with each other's moveset, and I, I was really entertained by the match throughout. I, I loved it. Thought it was great. Uh, you know, obviously, LA Knight does pick up the victory. Perfect opponent. Grayson Waller showed what he could do. He's incredible, uh, and he, he knows what he's doing on the mic. Let's go back to Megastar. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I point to you, I want to yell, okay? Yeah. Okay, great. I didn't point to you, but you, I, I, they're encouraged. Anytime you want to throw out a yeah, it's cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's talk a little bit more about LA Knight, because I'm a little worried. Was Crown Jewel the biggest match of his career, and has he peaked? I don't think he's peaked. I think it was the biggest match of his career, but I don't think he's peaked. Yeah. I think he's still got a lot more of this story to do. Oh, yeah, so you think he's going to challenge Roman Reigns again? Yeah, I, yeah, eventually. I think I it's going to happen. I think he's going to fight Jay first. I mean, Jimmy. I think he might fight Solo at well, Survivor he, Series. I think that might happen. Um, he's definitely fighting Jimmy. That was announced for next uh, week's SmackDown already. Uh, and maybe he fights Solo. Maybe he has to work his way through the bloodline. Maybe. That's what I think. I think he beats Solo at Survivor Series. And, and then, then lines up a match at the Rumble. He's, he's so relevant right now. He's still going to go over, and he's going to be superstar so he, long time. So, yes or no, has he peaked? No, definitely not. Just because no. he fought Roman and lost no. doesn't mean he peaked. And he still hasn't finished the storyline. Like, the storyline is Cody still... hasn't finished the storyline. He kind of has. He, he's done his own thing. He, he's won has. a championship. He's done his Don't own thing. Don't ask Cody Rhodes if he's finished the storyline. I'll probably tell you no. <laughs> yeah. but, but he's done his own thing and everything. 
LA Knight is still going to go after the title. No, no, you're missing what I'm saying. Okay, he could be relevant. He could be fun. He could be the top seller in merchandise. But has he hit his peak? Okay, if you're uh, the number one contender for the WWE Championship, you're fighting a big pay-per-view like Crown Jewel, which is arguably the fourth or fifth biggest pay-per-view WWE puts on. You're in the main event. How? Like, what is bigger than that in his career? If he wins the IC title, is that bigger than any title he wins? Is no, big. but I is think bigger than that moment. He lost though. Any title. What if he, he wins win? the Intercontinental Championship no, it, it, at Fastlane in the second match of the no, night? No, it's not. But I still think he's got another match at the Royal Rumble, which is one of their biggest shows of the year. I think that would be his peak. I why, don't think why would main event in Crown Jewel was his peak. Well, why would the second match be the peak and not the first? Because I think the second match at the Rumble is is bigger than Crown Jewel. Pay per view wise. Because of the pay per view. Okay. All right. So, I'll, so, I'll, I'll give you that. So anybody that fights Roman and loses is peaked? No, I'm saying... There you go. I'm talking about LA Knight. I'm not talking about everyone. I'm talking about this specific superstar. The fact that he came back after losing the next Friday night on SmackDown with the crowd going crazy, there's no way he's peaked. And and he put on a great show last night. That was just one stepping block in his career. That's all it was. Ask me when he... Um Faces Roman at the Rumble. Then I'll answer your question. I've talked myself into this take. LA Knight is peak. You're wrong. You're, 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 you're totally wrong on that. Wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. You want to go to friggin' Columbus to get Chick-fil-A or whatever the hell it was. <laughs> it was Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel. You're out of your mind. You're off your scape. I don't know what to tell you. You're wrong. Okay. All right. I hope I'm wrong. I want to be wrong. Let me I, let me I say this. I want to I don't understand why you think he's peaked, though. Just because he faced Roman and lost, that's why he's peaked? I don't know if he gets another main event pay-per-view for a championship. So you think he's done? I don't think he's done. I don't think he wins a heavyweight t- championship. I don't. So just because he doesn't win a world heavyweight championship, he's peaked? Like, he could have a great match at the Royal Rumble. This is my main reason, okay? I don't think he and Roman are going to be able to replicate or exceed the match that they already had. Think about what they did at Crown Jewel. Jimmy got involved. They went through the barricade. He had a blood force trauma, foot on the rope, and, like, interference, interference. I just don't know if they're going to be able to exceed that match because it was a good match. So, But you don't think there's any more to the storyline that, that could happen? No, there absolutely is. He needs to fight through the bloodline to get a second chance that he won't win. And that's not the peak, him losing his second championship. So what you're saying is for him, for him not for this to be him, his peak, he needs to win at the Rumble to, to win the championship. And that, that would be his peak. If he wins a heavyweight championship, I'm wrong. But if not, I, don't, I think that this is his peak. So I disagree, but whatever. It's, that, hey, it's two to one. I'm in the minority here. I'm in the. I'm, you are, and I, I think you don't it's think crazy. that just for the reason or fact that he had a title match with Roman is is totally just moving his career more and more up. No, I do. In fact, I think it was his peak. Just because you peak doesn't mean that you can't still have a very vibrant and successful career. He could be an intercontinental champion. Oh, so let me ask you a question: What if he would have beat Roman? Would he have peaked then? Yeah. So either way, he peaked when he fought Roman. Yeah. The theory, we'll see. We'll see. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's a hot take. If it is, I will come on air, and I will say I was wrong. All right, fair enough? We can yeah. Move, we can move on. Everybody's cool? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Love LA Knight. Yeah, I love LA Knight, too. I don't want that you to sound be. sound like it. <laughs> Tony's got some great points over here. I do love him. Yeah. I don't know about I that. Just, I am worried he... Peaked. But whatever, we're going to move on. Okay. Let me talk to you. Let's talk about Austin Theory and Grayson Waller. During the LA Knight Grayson Waller match, Waller and Owens were going back and forth, jaw jacking a little bit. And last week, as we saw during the broadcast, Owens hit Waller and Theory in the face. In fact, 
Owens brought up a little telecast this past week and kind of highlighted it. Did you guys see that? So funny. Punched them and he slow motioned it. Yeah, that was great. Mm-hmm. Doing the circles, look at the, their faces. It was hysterical. They both had funny faces, yeah. Yeah, Owens was on commentary all night. He was filling in for Owens Graves. Owens is great. I love Oh, Kevin. great, dude. Can I we get that KO. full-time, please? You full want time. full-time? Full-time. Came out, he had a little tie on, sleeveless. Just Well, he's going to be there for a while. Why? Because he's on maternity leave. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, based. I think, I, I I think, think she had the baby. She well, had the, yeah. actually, funny enough, he's not going to be there for a while. Because he was a commentator, he wasn't allowed to get physical with any of the superstars. But because Austin Theory and Grayson Waller provoked him, they poured water on him. Yeah. They threw a bottle at Kevin Patrick. He got up and he beat them both up. But because of that, he's now suspended. So we're going to be without Kevin Owens for at least a week. <laughs> but you got to think of the obvious, right? Okay, Kevin Owens is just one man. Austin Theory, Grayson Waller are two men. Is Kevin Owens going to find a tag team partner? He's on SmackDown. Sami Zayn's over on Raw, so he's on his own. Who could possibly team with Kevin Owens? An interesting, uh, interesting tidbit. Who could? What about Dragon Lee? Dragon Lee would be sweet. Dragon Lee and Kevin Owens? Yeah, I, I would like, like that. You didn't watch like the oil match. and vinegar. No, that oil and vinegar great combination. No, it's not. What are you talking about? Everybody uses. Oil. I don't see it. Kevin Owens can't. Wait a minute! No, 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 no. Is oil and vinegar is not a good? Thinking of olive oil. I'm talking about motor oil. What? Oil and vinegar. Uh, well, you can't say that. Oil and vinegar. If you say Give, bring me the oil and vinegar, they're going to bring over the oil and vinegar. If you say you, no, nobody's going to immediately think you're thinking of oil for like a car. I think I peaked. You definitely. Peaked. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely peaked. Yeah. Is it break time? <laughs> no, you peaked at like minute thirteen. Blood sugar is low. Why don't we just sit the next <laughs> couple plays out, Tony? Okay, Nate, you answer this question. Who is a good tag team? Dragon Lee. Oh, I Dragon said, Lee. Dragon Lee. I, I like said Dragon Lee. No. They're, they're too different. They're too... That's why they'd be fun. Yeah. Different styles. Yeah. yeah. It like makes it. sense, too, because he, be able to, it makes sense. Be quiet, Tony. You're, you're in timeout. Remember that for the next oh, Yeah, that's when I'm in timeout. You're I peaked. Timeout. Be quiet. You're getting too, you're getting too uh, trigger happy over there with the mic. Peaked. A couple weeks ago, Dragon Lee actually beat Austin Theory, and then Theory beat up Lee after the bell. So maybe that's the direction they go. They are, they're obviously pushing Lee. So, all right. Moving on, we're going to talk about the main event. It is now time for the main event. It was a six-woman tag team match featuring Asuka, Bianca Belair, and Charlotte versus Io Sky, Kyrie Sane, and Bailey. Something that I thought was relatively interesting throughout the very short part of the actual match itself was that Kyrie Sane and Bailey looked good working together. But nevertheless, that took a back seat to our second turn of the night. Big development out of this match was that Asuka turned heel. She spit in the face of Bianca Belair and aligned herself with Kyrie Sane, Bailey, Io Sky, and Dakota Kai as a fifth member of Damage Control. And they just absolutely cleared house. Shotzi even tried to run down and save Charlotte and Bianca from the beatdown, but she could not deal with the numbers game. And now it looks like our first women's war game team might be set, right, Nate? Yeah, it looks like it. It looks like you have a team damage control with with all their members. Oscar, Eo Sky, Bailey, and Oscar, Eo Sky, Bailey, and Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane. So that, that there's the four right there. Uh, they did advertise five v five, but we'll see what happens. And then the other three, we got Charlotte, Bianca, and Shashi. So it's going to be interesting to see. Who the fourth member could be? Is it going to be someone from Raw? Is it they're going to stick strictly to SmackDown? We'll see what happens. We were looking at the SmackDown roster before, and there aren't many options on who could 
fill in as the fourth spot. Uh, they need uh, a superstar like Becky. She's on Raw. She's on Raw. This is a SmackDown match. I don't know. Becky's also going to be feuding with Zia Lee. Yeah. We'll see who they can get to team with, but I don't know. I don't think it's going to be anybody big. We'll see. We'll see what happens, but that uh, that would be an interesting War Games match if that actually does happen. Yeah, no, I think that's definitely the the direction they're going. It, it definitely seems the direction they're going. But maybe a superstar from the past comes out of retirement. Trish Stratus is back. You never That'd know. Be cool. Could be actually. anybody. Could be. There's a who else is out? Lita. Lita. Somebody Mickey like James that. James is an impact, not her. No, not Mickey James. Nia Jax. Nia Jax is on Raw. <laughs> Damage control by far is the prohibited favorite. Going into Survivor Series, obviously, Team Charlotte, Bianca, and Shotzi, we're going to have to come up with a name for that. They're definitely the underdog. Do you think Damage Control is just going to destroy at War Games? Is it going to be a clean sweep? Is it going to be an easy win for Damage right Control? Now, I, right now, they have no, I, I don't see any competition. And they've all wrestled together on Damage Control for so long. They're a, they're a good unit. I think unit. Damage Control will win. Do we possibly see a, a turn on Bailey? That'd be cool to see. But I do think Damage Control will win. What about if Bailey is ousted by Damage Control and she becomes partners with Charlotte and Bianca? That'd be cool. I think that Asuka, Kyrie Sane, Io, and Dakota Kai, they need Bailey only until War Games. I think they're going to win that match. I think they're going to win it easy. And then I think they turn on Bailey right after. Oh, that's SmackDown. All right, we did it. We, we, did it. we reviewed, Congratulations. We reviewed SmackDown. We did First it. annual show. No, no, we're not done. We didn't do the outro, but we we, we reviewed SmackDown. We're two-thirds of the way there. You excited, Tony? hey yo. What didn't we do? What do we got left to do? We got to do the outro. What? The outro. What's the outro? So you, goodbye, basically. I got to say goodbye? We're going to say goodbye, and we got one more thing to talk about. All right. When do we do that? We're going to do it right now, but first we're going to take a little break. Today's episode is brought to you by walking. Whether you're exercising, enjoying the outdoors, or simply just moving around the house, walking is a great way to stay active and burn some extra calories. And the thing I love most about walking is how it keeps my calves sexy and shredded. Now, I know what you're thinking. There's no way Nate Diggity Dog has better calves than me. Well, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but I do, and it's because I walk a lot. Don't believe me? Check me and my calves out on our Instagram page at It's Real to Us. By the way, if any expensive sponsors want me to rep their brand, just hit me up and we'll make a deal, baby. The dog never disappoints. Woof, 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 woof. Oh. What was that? <laughs> Feel good? You got that out of your system there? Yeah, I do. Feel better? I do. You ready to do the show now? Yeah. Okay. So, we're going to wrap things up, but before we do that, I want to talk about John Cena. So at Crown Jewel, he got absolutely beaten to a pulp by Solo Sokoa. I counted 11 different spikes. Tony's doing the you can't see me chant. But will we see John Cena again is the question. Do you think that this is the last time we've seen John Cena in WWE? No, I do not. But I do think we won't see him for a long time right now because, as we all know, the actors are back to work. And I've been saying John Cena will be in WWE as long as the strike was going on. I feel like they had some inside scoop on what was going to happen. I think he's done for a while. We may get like an appearance at Mania. I doubt it, though. But I think I don't think he's retired. I, I think he's still got some left in the tank. I concur, Dr. Nate. I think that the fact that Cena has lost so many matches in the last couple of years, the only way he is going to go out is with a W. In a big match, whether it's a title, 
or a rumble or something. So until we see that, I think John Cena will be relevant down the road. Who knows when and if John Cena will be back, but it, it seems like WWE is going to be kind of leaning into the fact that he might be retired. So that could be a storyline angle going forward. We'll have to see. But for now, let's take a look ahead to Monday Night Raw, where we have four matches already announced. So we got Otis versus Shinsuke Nakamura, The Miz versus Ivar. Remember, Ivar snapped and beat up The Miz after The Miz became the number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship. And then we got Tegan Knox versus Piper Niven. And the undisputed tag team titles are on the line when Finn Balor and Damian Priest defend the gold against Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso. So quick, let, let me... Uh, Ooh, I want to watch that. It's going to be so good. Cody Rhodes and, and, and Jay Uso uh, tagging against the Judgment Day. It, I can't wait for it. You're probably going to get some... You know, maybe Seth will be there, uh, you know, preview for war games and whatnot. Yeah, Seth and Sammy will definitely be there, and then JD and Dominic will obviously be there for Damian Priest. I'm sure it ends in a big role. As, like, every Monday night has been for the past four I weeks. Just, I really hope it's not a disqualification. Uh, I don't think the You want it clean. You want it clean. Yeah, I don't think the titles change hands. It might. No, I don't think I so. I don't think so. Why would you do that ahead of war games? I don't see it happening. I, I'm with you on that. I don't see it happening as well. This is like Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso getting their rematch, you yeah. know? But they're, I don't think they're going to take the title just because it doesn't make sense for Uso yeah. and Rhodes. To and, take it, the and it's also good build for the War Games match. Coming yeah, up. exactly. But Jey Uso is just establishing himself as a single star. He doesn't want to fall back into the rut of, you know, not that it's be, like a rut being champion, but it's almost like been there, done that for him. He's How many times has he been a tag team champion? Like eight. So And Cody Rhodes, his story is on Roman Reigns and becoming the Yeah, WWE you're probably champion. right. So I don't think they end up winning that match. I think it's, like you said, Nathan, just a building block on the road to Survivor Series. You probably get a big, old-fashioned brawl. But it makes sense in the context of the story of the building to War Games. Chaos. Yep. chaos. Yep. So, then we got Otis Shinsuke. We had a fun stare down this past week. That's going to be interesting. Uh, it depends on how much time they give him. I think Shinsuke is going to just fight the Academy. I think he's going to go through all of them. He's going to go through Tazawa. So he went through Tazawa. Then he's going to go through Otis this week on Monday. And then he's going to get Master Gable. Maybe at Survivor Series, probably at Raw. Um, but where do you see that story going, Nate? Um, I think it could go there. I mean, I'm on the, the route of uh, having Shinsuke part of Alpha Academy. So maybe he beats Otis and then loses. So you think Shinsuke joins the Alpha Academy, Nathan? Absolutely. I, I would love that. How, I does think, that. how does that make any sense? Well, it... it well, building toward the story, he beats Otis, okay, and then loses to Gable. If he loses to Gable... He has to join. Yeah, like something like and that. And learn under the tutelage yes, of Master Gable. Exactly. Okay, I could buy into that. And then we get like 20 different people. We combined Chase U on NXT with the Alpha Academy. That would be awesome. It makes a whole bunch of sense. Yes. Tony, you look disgusted. I disagree. 360 what? degrees move for Shinsuke to be part of the Alpha Academy. <laughs> yeah, it's it, a little it bit. It just doesn't fit. Oh, I yeah. would love it, it. It just doesn't fit. I think it would work. It what would be so good. It? What do you do with it? You're building the, the, the academy. It's called the Alpha Academy. And then they run Monday Night Raw. They challenge the Judgment Day. That he's would never be had a role like that. He's not He's not that type of wrestler. We'll, we'll see, but let's let's talk a little bit about Miz Ivar. Anybody excited to see that? I know I am. I love the Miz. It doesn't matter who he fights, when he fights. He's just entertaining to me. He's got a big IC title match against Gunther coming up. Is it bad that I'm not like interested in that match? At How are you all? not interested? I don't know why. I thought I feel like I should be. I'm I really not. I'd be interested in the Miz. Yeah, 
I'm, in, I'm it, interested in the Miz. I'm just I'm not like it's face Miz against Ivar too. In my mind, I'm like, how on earth is the Miz going to be able to beat Ivar? But if he's going to challenge Gunther, he's going to have to win. So how are you not excited to tune in and see how know. the Miz I'm can pull? I'm not the really win? looking forward to it that much. Uh, honestly, I think there's other. I, I think I'm root. I I'm more excited for Otis Shinsuke. Yeah, I think, I think that's so. because you've built in this narrative of Shinsuke <laughs> joining the Alpha Academy. American dream. American dream. Right. We're going to see the Miz scratching and clawing. He's going to do whatever he has to to win, and he's going to wrestle as a face. You get to root for them, is I, I I know. I just think I'm looking forward to Shinsuke more. That's just because you built in your, so that narrative. All right, whatever. Both matches are going to be entertaining in different ways. I, I I'm looking forward to both of them. Tiganox versus Piper Niven. Who do you guys got? I got Piper. I got Tiganox. <laughs> All right. Okay. What was the first? No, name? don't worry about it. Don't worry <laughs> about it. We're gonna move on. Let's talk a little bit. What did you guys? Uh, what did you guys think of the show? Good show. Good show. Oh, good. Yeah, I think we got first time I ever did anything like this. So yeah. I'm pretty happy. You got happy. this thing where you're twitching into and out of the mic. I can't. I got a bit back. You uh, you don't have to like reach down. The mic will pick you up. Oh, it picks me up from here? Yeah, you're fine. Oh, I thought I had to talk in. No, I'll, I'll work with the levels. You'll oh, be okay. okay. Yeah. Think you'll be good, Tony. You, you're gonna, you're gonna sound you, why don't you tell me that then? I probably shouldn't have Dick waited head. until the end of the show. Yeah, you Stop you, cursing. <laughs> you, you can't wait. curse on the show. not a curse. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Richard Head. I had a friend, Richard Head. He, uh, Richard Head, and when I worked in the union, he named his son. He named his name was Charlie Head. He named his son Richard. Okay, son was Dickhead. <laughs> Believe you. That's it. Hey, thank you guys for being here. I appreciate it. And to our listeners, as a reminder, you can find us on X and Instagram at It's Real to Us. Our first and only post at this time is going to be Nathan's calves. I haven't told you about this yet, but we're going to have to take a photo of your calf. That's going to be our Instagram post. I love it. What's wrong with your calf? No, I got great calves. Oh, you you clearly calves? weren't listening to the walking uh, promo that you we might have. Missed oh, the you do have nice calves. You yeah. could be a leg model. Check out these bad boys. No, yeah, yours aren't as good. Yeah, yours are ugly, Tony. Let's be real here. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you guys for joining us. We really appreciate the support. And we'll see you next time for another edition of It's Real to Us. So long, everyone. Let's pull the muscle. You shout, woof, woof. <laughs>